We've been here, I mean we all do, but we've been over the last few weeks in a series of if-thens. All throughout scripture, God gives us uh, passages that say, if we do this part, then God will do this part. If we do this part, then this will happen. And uh, the Lord's really been speaking to me this week, just that we kind of quit playing the playing the games, quit playing the church games, quit playing, um, quit just going through the motions and, you know, what can I really offer you today that can really help? What can the church, this church, Church on the Hill, offer you today that will really help you? Not just come in here and enjoy worship because we've got such an incredible worship team and, you know, the presence of the Lord comes, it's not a bunch of prima donnas at all it may look like it i don't think it looks like it but it might but that's not this team at all um very unassuming and uh fulfills the roles and comes prepared but you know you come in here and have good good bells and whistles but really how can we come in here and receive what we need how can we come in here and get just a little bit of hope to face what we're facing. Because aren't you facing something? I know you are. I am too. And I don't want to be a church where we don't change. Where we don't, where life's not different. Um, so, I believe I've got a good word for you today. I believe the Lord has some pretty specific instruction for you to have hope today. Hope today. Whether you, this is the first time you've been in church in your life, whether you've been coming your whole life, whether you've ever given your heart to Jesus, whether you gave your heart to Jesus and you're serving him, God's word applies to you. Jesus Christ came for you. Your past and what you've walked through up till this point has nothing to do with it. Jesus paid a price, came for you, and he loves you. And this message today is for you. All right? Let me, uh, a question that I've tried to ask myself through these if-thens, or how can I apply this to my life? What's going on with my life? So this week, the question is, or the statement to God is, God, I need breakthrough. I need something to break. And I don't mean break in a negative way, I mean break in a positive way. Finally, the dam to break and the, the water to just flood. Finally to just break. I've been beating on it and chiseling on it. And nothing's happened. Finally, God, I need it to break. I need to just see a little bit of water come out of it and give me hope so that I'll keep banging on it until it falls. Can anybody say amen? Anybody need that kind of breakthrough? Well, I want to ask you, where are you? What are you going through? Are you on the verge of greatness? So many times we get to the verge of collapse, but what you don't realize is you're on the verge of greatness. Right at that edge, right at that end, the finish line is there and you don't even know it. And all you've got to do is cross it. Well, I believe that today's scripture is some instruction for breakthrough, and I bet you know it. If you've been coming to church for a while, I believe you're going to know this one. If you've not been coming to church, man, you're in for a treat. Amen? 2 Chronicles chapter 7 says this. Now, this is kind of this kind of messes up my whole if then, because it says then if. But 
Then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven, I will forgive them their sins, and I will restore or heal their land. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we acknowledge in this place that you are God. And not so much that, not not even that, but that you are our God. And that we have chosen you, and you have chosen us. But Lord, right now, I just we just give you the right to speak to our hearts, to speak to our minds, to speak to our spirit, and Lord, to give us an answer to breakthrough. Give us an answer, a direction that we need to go in. Because Lord, I'm listening, and I'm ready to take that step. Thank you, Lord. Speak to us, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen. I believe this scripture is breakthrough instruction. It's breakthrough instruction. Breakthrough for your marriage. Breakthrough for your school. Breakthrough for your church, in the church. And church, I want to tell you, I believe this is instruction for revival. You know what revival is? Revival is not a tent and songs and a preacher come. Revival is an awakening it's a spiritual awakening it's taking something that was dead and coming to life it's taking something that had no hope and giving it hope and a future it's a city turning it's not just it's not just a small group it's a whole city revival can't just really be uh, subjected or just contained in one even though it may start in one it won't end in one Revival is infectious, but I believe this is, the, this is instruction for church revival to our city, to our nation. And Church on the Hill, I want to tell you that I believe this group of people right here can impact our nation for God. You know, we've seen in Scripture where the entire children of Israel would turn. I believe that starts in a small group like us. I believe there are other churches in our city that are believing for revival, for spiritual renewal. And I believe this is our instruction. I believe that this is instruction for breakthrough in your job. I believe it's instruction for breakthrough in your health. I believe it's instruction for breakthrough for overcoming depression, overcoming addiction, for overcoming a negative self-worth. Where are you? I believe that this is the word that you need today. So what do we do? Exactly. Let's go into it. But let's start at the beginning. At the starting gate. Are you my people? Now, if we cannot get past this, do not pass go, do not collect $200. You need to stop where you are. And be able to fulfill, are you my people? When God says, if my people, well, is that me? Say, is that me? So how would we determine if it's me? Well, I walked an aisle and I prayed a prayer. Let me tell you, that's not it. That's, that could be a start. But if all you've done is punched a ticket and then went home and nothing changed, it's not you. Now, punching the ticket, going up and being prayed for is great. We do that here. I'm not against an altar call. I'm not against the sinner's prayer. 
In fact, I'm for it. I'm for making a statement, making a declaration with our mouth and with our heart. That's the start. But my people are people who follow Christ. There is no other way to the Father except by Jesus. And uh, to receive Jesus, to, to be a disciple of Jesus, says that a disciple of Jesus abides in his word, obeys his word, follows his commands. So are you my people? If you're the person that just said, look, I just walked an aisle when I was five, and that's basically it, that's okay. We can start now. You can fulfill the my people today by turning your heart today and following that out. Not just go through the motions and get a, hey, I got the t-shirt. You know, if you come and you get saved here in this church and you get baptized, we give you a, we give you a plaque, a, a, a certificate. Hey, I got that. But is that all your Christianity is? Is that thing on the wall? That, is, that does not define my Christianity. My walk does. That's how I know that I follow Christ. Yes, I am one of those that is my people. I am a my people person. Are you? If you're not, right now is the time to make that decision. Out of your mouth, I confess you, Lord Jesus, that you died on the cross for my sins. And I believe that you were raised from the dead. I ask you right now, Jesus, to come into my heart. You may even say, Father, I don't really know exactly what it is that I'm doing. The pastor's walking me through this, but I'm committed to learn and to walking and to following. And I make that decision right now. Would you do that right where you are? If you've not made that call? If you haven't and you didn't right this second, that's okay. We're going to give you another chance to do that. But we can't go forward. We've got to stop here. If my people who are called by my name, so is that you? Okay, what's next? Would humble themselves. Now, I want to fight a little bit with you. I want to fight um, the world. Humbling yourself is not a self-loathing process. Humbling yourself is not pushing you down to where you think you are worthless, you are no good, you never will be any good. That is not humility. You are awesome. You are called. You were created by God for a purpose. God has a plan for you and he loves you. And if you were the only one that was here on this earth, he would have died and paid that price for you. It's not a self-worth issue. What it is, is a low view of your importance. You're not the most important person here in the room. It's a view of your importance. God has placed authority over you. And ultimately, he is your authority. So can we come under that? That is humility. When you come under in spirit and in heart and in mind, under your authority at your job, do you know what you're doing? You're positioning yourself kingdom, kingdom position. You may say, yeah, but you don't know my boss. You're right, but I know God. And God, even if you've got a, a jerk for a boss, God will figure out a way to bless you anyway. He'll take care of you. 
he'll work on that boss or he'll move you somewhere else or he'll move him somewhere else or her. Right? Either we trust God or we don't. Humility is taking a lower view of your importance. I am not the most important person here in the room. Someone else is. Where is that person? Because I got something to receive from them. They've got something for me. On purpose. By God. So we've got to humble ourselves. But do you know what the opposite of humility is? Pride. Everybody say pride. Pride is enemy number one. Pride keeps us from so much. It has kept me from so much. Pride is thinking very highly importance of yourself. The whole universe revolves around you. Pride is enemy number one, and pride is one of the biggest barriers to your breakthrough. Did you hear me? Pride is one of the, if not the biggest barrier to your breakthrough. And you know what God says? God says he gives grace to the humble. And he opposes the proud. Opposes. That's, that's, that becomes my opponent. Well, I don't want that. How about you? So we've got to humble ourselves, right? Next, what do we do? Everybody say it. Pray. We pray. We've already been through this one on another previous if-then, but we're going to take, take it on again. We pray, but we pray correctly. We ask, but when we ask, we ask correctly. How many know that you're asking your way doesn't work? You're, you asking God's way will always work. He's watching over his word so that he can perform it. He says if we will ask according to his word, according to his will, it will be done. And is he faithful to his word? Is God faithful? We learned last week, God is faithful even when we're not faithful. God is faithful. So we've got to pray. We've got to pray according to his word, which according to his will. So we've got to learn. We've, we've got to learn. We've got, when, we, when we ask correctly, that means we've got to seek out and find out how to ask correctly. You know what that is? That's humility. That's realizing I'm not going to ask my way. There is a better way. There is an only way that works. I must come under that authority, learn that, and pray that way. What you've just done is positioned yourself under God. One nation under God. That would work. So we come under God. We seek His way, His right way. And what that is, that's righteousness. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. So then we ask... But you know what's amazing? God already knows before we ask. But he requires us to ask. He is watching over his word, waiting to perform it. But in order for it to be performed, we must speak it. We must ask it. And remember, 100% of the prayers you don't pray, don't get answered. We are called to pray. You are called to pray. We must ask. Next. Seek my face. 
such a big one. And unfortunately, I think the church misses this one. We come in here and do the church stuff. We have great programs. We go out and do stuff. But we don't seek his face. Seek and attempt to find something. To ask for something from someone. And attempt to find or try and work at. Now guys, I'm going to try to relate mostly to you with this analogy. And I've done this before, but I'm going to do it again. How hard do you seek for the remote control when it's missing? You know, I really can't believe, and maybe they've developed this, but I can't believe they've not developed a beeper or whatever that you can push a button on your TV and it'll start beeping or light up. I really would like this to be developed as like a, a Thor and his hammer. It just comes from nowhere, comes from another room, comes from another planet. I got my remote. Pete, my son, was like 18 months old or two years old, and here he walked. We just found him walking around, probably in a diaper or whatever, but he had that remote in his hand. Mm. You're a caveman, but I got my remote. You know, it just comes natural. But let me tell you, when we lose the remote, the whole family's affected. Because that's what I require. And it's never me that lost it. Or I never think it's me. But the whole family gets involved. We turn the house upside down. Everything stops. I don't care if you've got homework. I don't. Do I? No, I don't. Everything stops. Can you imagine if you were in a place of desperation, if your life was falling apart, if your kids were falling apart, if your job was falling apart, if you stopped everything, grabbed your family, and sought the Lord? I don't care what you're doing. This is what we're going to do right now. Do you know what would happen? You'd find him. He's made a promise to us that if we seek him, we'll find him. He's promised me that, that when I seek him, I will find him. If you seek him, you will find him. And I don't mean seek his hand. I don't mean seek the blessing. I mean seek his face. Seek Him. When you find Him, the stuff comes. The provision comes. The health comes. Do you know what it says? That when He comes, He comes with healing in His wings. Can you imagine a family dropping everything and seeking the face of God? Can you imagine a church family dropping everything and seeking the face of God? Church, I want us to go back to where I started. We can go through the motions and have a good day today, or we could really change. This is instruction for your breakthrough. This is instruction 
for my breakthrough. If you sought him, you would find answers. And I want to encourage you. Have you ever heard the expression, hitting the wall? It's an expression that athletes, kind of like Olympic athletes, not like my kind of athlete. I don't think I've ever hit that wall. But where your body literally shuts down because it cannot go any farther. Um, when we hit that wall, if we would stop everything and seek God, would you seek Him? Drop everything. And then finally, fifth step, turn. If you were riding your bike for, for miles and miles and you realize you, 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 um, you are God's people, you are uh, humbling yourself and you're praying. You're seeking his face and he tells you, you need to turn around. Would you keep going the wrong direction? Yet that's exactly what we do. We pray and we do all the things, and, but, but then the Lord says turn, but we just keep going. Why wouldn't you turn around? Today you've got a chance to turn around. Stop doing what you're doing. Confess your sin to God. He already knows. Confess one to another. Ask for forgiveness. And stop doing it. Would you do that right now? Can we stop what we're doing for just a second? I don't know if you realize this, but, the, but repentance is a gift. It's a gift being given to you. Can we just bow our heads for just a minute? Let me just lead you in a prayer. I just encourage you right now, be true, be true to yourself. Don't lie to yourself. Father, I acknowledge that you are my God, that you are Lord, and you are my Savior. I thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for me and for my sins. And Jesus, I acknowledge my great need of you. I need help. Right now, Jesus, I seek your face and ask you to forgive me. I was wrong. Forgive me. I ask you right now for your spirit to fill me and to lead me and to guide me. Father, I confess this. Tell him right now. I confess this to you. Lord. I don't hide this under the rug anymore. And I ask you again to forgive me. I was wrong. Father, today I turn from that sin. I run from it. I will resist it. Help me. Help me. Thank you for forgiving me, for paying the price for my sin, for cleansing me. In Jesus' name, amen. Did you do it? You know, James chapter 4 says, submit to God. Resist the devil. And he will flee. Submit to God. Resist the devil. And he will flee. Now, church on the hill. You've got to turn. Turn your bike around. Turn it around. Go the other direction. Don't return to what you've been doing. Look what it says in Proverbs 26. This is real encouraging. As a dog returns to its vomit... So a fool repeats its foolishness. 
And let me tell you, we all do it. Breaking habit, breaking addiction is hard. But I want you to know you can do it, but you've got to flee. You've got to run. You've got to run with everything in you and replace it with something good. Now, you may say, Pastor, you don't know what's got a grip on me. Okay, let's talk about that for just a minute. Is it a chemical addiction? Drugs, alcohol, whatever. Is it an image addiction? Pornography. Is it eating? Is it lying? What is it that's got you? What is that sin that's got a hold of you? Because I want to encourage you for just a minute. That sin, without help, has got you and you cannot get free of it. You can't. It's that strong. I know it is. It's that strong. But I want you to know that with God, you can. Pastor, you just don't know. Well, let me tell you. If, you, if you've battled chemical addiction and you've been to rehab, you've made it 30 days without it. Right? Maybe a week. Maybe two weeks. Maybe three weeks. Then you fall off the wagon. Well, let me tell you. If you can make it three weeks, you can make it four. I want you to know that the Lord has told us that when we receive him, we have the power over sin. There is no power on this earth, nor any power that Satan has, that can overtake you if you are walking with Christ. It's, I'm not telling you it's easy. It's hard. Pornographic addiction is very hard to get free of, but you can. You want, you want to know how I know? Because when you're at work, you're not looking at it. When you're at home, you're not looking at it. You find that moment to get away and go do it. You can choose. You can. I'm not telling you it's not hard. It is hard. But with Christ, you can. But you must make a decision to turn and then run like the Dickens. Submit to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee, and you will get free. This instruction from 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, is your word for breakthrough. You can do it. You can do it. Say, I can do it. I can do it. So, let, let me try to get going now. Now, that's the if. Remember, if we don't fulfill the if, there is no then. So what do we do? If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, and turn from our wicked ways, then, okay, it's going to get good. End on a good note. Um, God will hear. God will hear. God will hear what? God will hear me. Say, God will hear me. God will hear you. It's a promise. He said he would. In my book, that's a promise. It doesn't have to say, I promise I will hear you. If he says, I will hear you, that's a promise to me. He'll hear my cry. 
He'll hear my prayers. He'll hear my requests. He'll hear my needs. He will hear me. You know, later in this scripture, if you read, it'll say, if you don't do this, he won't hear you. So don't do that. Do this part. Right? Well, what else will he do? He will forgive. Many of you sit here today struggling with what you've done. And I want you to know, Jesus Christ paid for what you did. It's already been paid for. You can choose to receive that or not, but it is done. Nothing else has to happen because of what you've walked in here with. Jesus doesn't have to die again. It is done. He has paid an incredible price. And let me remind you, if you were the only one on this earth full of sin, he would have paid that price just for you. He will forgive you. Many of you today need that word, that God forgives you. You didn't shock him. He didn't fall off the throne when you walked in here. Like, oh my God, look what just walked in here. Now, I knew a lot was going on, but I didn't know that was going on. We're going to have to rethink this whole thing. No. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He knows the end from the beginning. You did not shock him. And you did, he does not love you any less. He loves you. And he'll forgive you. It's his desire to forgive you. It's his idea to forgive you. Not yours. It's his. But then the scripture tells us, he will heal our land. He will heal our land. He says, I will he- heal your land. Well, what is in your land? You ever thought of that? What's in your land? Me. I'm in my land. What else is in my land? My family. My family's in my land. What else is in my land? My job, my stuff, my home. What else is in my land? My church. He will heal your land. Everything that I am. Woohoo! If, if, well, let's stay in context. Second Chronicles 7, 15. My eyes will be open and my ears attentive to every prayer made in this place. Did you hear that? What place? My land. The prayers that Elizabeth and I pray around our kitchen table, God hears The prayers that I walk in here and pray. The prayers that you walk in here and pray. The prayers that you walk out of here and pray. God hears. His ears are attentive. For I have chosen this temple and set it apart to be holy. A place where my name will be honored forever. And I will watch over it for it is dear to my heart. 
say, wait a minute. He says, I have chosen this temple. Isn't that the church? Yeah. Would you pray for the church? Would you commit to prayer for church on the hill? Really seek his face for the people at church on the hill? Really pray for the marriages of church on the hill? For the finances of individuals at church on the hill? For health and breakthrough at church on the hill? For people to get free of addiction at church on the hill? Would you commit to prayer for this body? Because his ears are attentive. He's listening. Would you pray for restoration? Would you pray for this Easter for the lost to come stumbling, wandering into this place and receive Christ as their Lord and Savior? Would you pray for revival for this place? A spiritual awakening. But it's not just the church. I want you to look, it's you. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Do you realize that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? Do you know what he's talking about in, in 2 Chronicles chapter 7? When he talks about the temple? Yes, he's talking about the church. But he's talking about you. We are the church. I am the church. Not the building. Us. God wants to heal you. God wants to restore you. God wants to hear you. He wants to answer you. He wants you to have breakthrough. He has come to give you life and to give it more abundant. What's our part? We've got to do the if. We've got to do the if. Now, I want to read this. It says that we are a temple of the Holy Spirit. The same scripture. Let's put us in there. For I have chosen me. I've chosen you and set you apart to be holy a place where my name will be honored forever I will always watch over you for you are dear to my heart you are dear to my heart would you make a decision and change and turn and do don't just make a declaration and we're about to declare but don't just punch a card and go home Go do something. Make a change. I can't tell you how much I desire breakthrough for you. How much I desire breakthrough for me. How much God desires breakthrough for you. If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins. And I will restore and heal their land. We all stand up with me. And let's declare together. If you just say this with me, we're just going to go. One, two, three. I will humble myself. I will pray. I will seek your face. And I will turn and repent. And God, you will hear me. You will forgive me. You will heal me, and I am dear to your heart. Father, in Jesus' name, just ask you for strength and for courage, and for, Lord, that we would just be men and women of God that would get up out of our seat, get up out of the pit that we're in, and walk out according to your word, according to your instruction, and stop trying to do it our way, for our way does not work, your way does work. You are faithful to your word. And Lord, we have just declared it. Now help us to walk. I speak right now. Break 
in addiction. Break over pornography. Break over infirmity, a spirit of infirmity. Breaking over depression. Breaking, Lord. Breaking, Lord. Breaking, Lord, as we walk according to your word. Give us freedom, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's sing.